I want to preach the gospel at school, but I'm not going to say a word about the gospel. I want them to see the gospel through how I'm treating them. I want to see how I love, how I love them, that that's just portraying God's love. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want the kids to see that there's something else inside of me. I want them to see that there's something that Ooh, Mrs. McCann has some something coming up that she yeah. she's passionate about something. I wonder what it is. Welcome to the Intertwined Life Podcast. I am your host, Jenny Zentz. I am a wife and a mom on a mission. I've got a passion to help women discover practical ways to apply the power of God's word to our everyday stuff. I truly believe that our walks with the Lord should be seamlessly intertwined with our everyday lives. It should affect every move we make and every breath we take. So come on, let's do life together. You've got this, because He's got you. All right, guys, here's another episode that is not only special because it is another inspiring guest, but this is another personal friend of mine. I'm really excited to introduce you to Amanda McCann. Many of you listening, maybe, you know, local friends who you know Amanda and you love her as much as I do. For those of you who do not know, you're going to enjoy this to see her heart. Amanda is a Christ follower, an awesome mama, a loving wife, and she's also a public school teacher. And she has such a heart for the Lord, for his love, and especially for ways that she can help young girls rise above all the stuff that life brings. And she has such an incredible ministry. We are all in ministry and all on mission, no matter where we are, whatever your work is, you don't have to be working for and in a church to be in a ministry and on a mission field, because we are called to represent him wherever we go with whoever we meet. And Amanda is a perfect example of, you know, in the public school system, there are rules and regulations and stuff that can kind of bind a little bit of what they're able to say. But one of my favorite scriptures, Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. And that is exactly day in and day out what Amanda is doing, living her life in a way that her light shines no matter what. And people are drawn to that. And the Lord is opening so many doors for her to speak into the hearts and lives of young girls, just to let them know, Hey, I see you. I've been there and you can rise above this. And it's so exciting. So I I know you're going to love this episode and how refreshing and grateful for all of the teachers out there, especially those of you who are following the Lord and seeking to be used by him in a situation where sometimes your hands are a little tied, but man, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And if we are actively seeking him on our own, then we are filled to overflowing with his spirit and his power. And that splashes out of us onto everyone around us often without words at all. It is amazing. So Amanda's a great example of that. I know you're going to enjoy this episode. I'll catch you on the other side. (sighs) Lord, thank you for this beautiful weather. Thank you for where we live. Thank you for our awesome kids that you have given to us. And we know that we know you don't give us more than we can do and do well with your help. Mm -hmm. And so many times, God, we just we want to get it right. And because we want to get it right, because we want to be memory making and and life transforming and character building and all the things. And Lord, so many times it's like, nope, I, 
I'm once again reminded that I am a mess, but that's okay, God, because for our kids to keep seeing us coming back to the one who has all the answers is so much more powerful than us trying and actually looking like we're doing it all on our own. And that's, that's not glorifying to you, Lord. So just take our mess, make it the message, make it what you want it to be to impact our families and our children, Lord, as they grow and they learn, let them see you in us and not just crazy women, Lord, let them really see you. And God, I thank you that in our weakness, your strength is made perfect. And every time that we have these days and we feel, feel flustered, or we feel like once again, everything starts falling apart or I'm falling apart, help us just stop and remember that that's okay. Because in our weakness, your strength is made perfect. Lord, I just take such rest and peace and strength and comfort in those words. And I thank you for them. I thank you that we know they're true. I thank you that this world is not our home and that you have awesome plans and awesome futures. And you know, the stories you're writing. I thank you for Amanda. I thank you that she's here now. I thank you for the seeds and the power and the calling and the purpose that you're planting in her heart. I cannot wait to hear it. Um, anyone who will listen to this podcast, Lord, just use it. Let everything that is said be honoring to you change lives and hearts right now, God, with the words that are spoken and the encouragement that's shared Lord. But I just also pray that you will use all of us as a community of friends to come around Amanda in this time and support and encourage and help her in any way, God, that we can. I thank you for what you're doing here. And we give this fully to you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, Amanda McCon, welcome to the intertwined life podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Jenny, for having me. I'm so excited to sit with you. So I have already done an intro of you. So everybody knows that you're a real life friend who we're Zooming, but we literally could ride our bikes to each other's house in about three minutes. But with mom life, as we have just been talking about sometimes, just being able to not get the things together and run into the room and push Zoom is a lot easier, even in that situation. So here we are. Here we are. So Amanda, I want you to, before we dive into all the things that God has on your heart right now, will you just share a little bit about you kind of give people an idea for those listening who don't know who you are, what you do, what your family's like, maybe hobbies. Cause I know you've got some really, you are a fun, fun person. So (laughs) you take it away. You are so fun. So, hey, yeah, I'm Amanda McCon. I'm um, a media specialist at our kids' school. Um, media specialist is just, uh, I think I need to be called a library teacher because I still teach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been a teacher at Indy Atlantic for eight years. I've been married for a little over 10 years. I have two really cute girls <laughs> that love to push mommy's buttons, but they're really cute <laughs> at the same time. Lennon is seven. Lois is four. Um, they keep me pretty busy. Let's see. Um, grew up dancing. Dancing, I would say, is still a hobby, but it's just on the back burner right now. I try to sneak away and dance whenever I can. It's just a love. It's like how I can kind of still be myself. So yeah. if I can sneak over to do some line dancing mm-hmm. or just um, have some fun with friends, then that's that's my happy place. So dance is in my heart. Um, let's see. That, that's definitely a hobby. If I can make it to the beach with my family. Oh, some of those days you need, you need to realize that our beach is like, um, we can walk there. So exactly. to go there, not be that hard. <laughs> yeah. And just get there and just get some fresh air, some salt yeah. on your skin can yes. be the biggest refresher ever. Absolutely. Beaches. Um, my family's happy place. Um, let's see. I grew up 
in and out of church. I um, would say that my mom was our spiritual leader in my family. And so that's always been who's pushed us to go to church, but it was kind of like, if you want to go kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, never a very hard push to go, which actually worked well for me. Cause then I actually got to go to church willingly and mm-hmm. when I wanted to, and then got super involved with, um, Eastminster when I was in middle school, I dove right into a small group with a leader who's still one of my I would say top five best friends. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in a couples group with her, with our husbands and family. So it's really cool to see that. Um, So that's middle school started, like just getting my toes wet on what is this Christianity life? Even though I'd been to Sunday school once in a while, I had been to vacation Bible school, still kind of trying to figure out this personal relationship that people are talking about. Mm -hmm. So that's middle school. Um, just found a really cool group of friends that made youth group cool. And I think that's where it clicked for me is that in my eyes, the cool kids were going to church. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) So I'm going to church because that's, that's where I see the people that I want to spend time with. And we had something that I don't see very often with our youth group that going from middle school to going into high school with these same people we would spend almost every night together, like dinners together, families hanging out, holidays. I mean, I just remember sitting in different people's living rooms, watching a movie, and it was just our whole youth group. And that was just the norm. Or going out to ice cream, going to movies. And it was, for the most part, a very wholesome, yeah, yeah, we were still little punks. We still made (laughs) stupid choices. But for the most part, we we were a pretty cool group. Um, So watching some of those people lead me to Christ was amazing. Like just having those people, they had a a little bit more of a solid relationship with God. So following in some footsteps there and kind of seeing like seeing that it was the cool thing to go to church. So that's how I was led into Eastminster was definitely my, my happy place for a while. I was really comfortable there. I felt wanted and needed to be a part of the youth group, um, which is really cool because I didn't know that God was starting my story right there really cool to like look back I'm gonna like jump back a couple times and say like oh wow God was preparing me there Mm -hmm. like what (laughs) and then jumping like 10 years ahead of that I was Eastminster's youth pastor so that's awesome what (laughs) when when did I ever see that in my future never ever ever um so it's really cool to see how God was preparing me for the steps that I didn't see coming yeah yeah Eastminster was a huge thing For me, um, after high school, I um, started trying to figure out where I wanted to be as far as college. I decided to do BCC so I could work through the first couple of years, which was perfect for me. Living at home, I have a great relationship with my family. So leaving home really wasn't that big of a deal to me. Um, Now looking back on it, it was the perfect idea, perfect setting that where I needed to be. Um, It's where I met my husband, Mm -hmm. which thank the Lord. Um, <laughs> we were both working our way through BCC. Now, when you say BCC, a lot of people listening is now all over the Eastern world. So. Florida State College. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can't call it that though. It just I know. Natural. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, we were trying to get our AAs. And the funny thing is I, when I first met Tim, we were at a Bible study and I like put my guard up right away. Like, hi, nice to meet you. I don't want a boyfriend. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm already, I've already like planned out my life. I'm going to University of Florida or at least a school in Gainesville. That's where I want to be. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, well, nice to meet you too. I'm leaving for University of Florida next month. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, okay, well then I guess I can get to know you a little bit. Yeah. So um, God had that planned out really cool that we met at a Bible study, had a really cool group of friends there. Tim had been involved with that Bible study since he was in middle school. Wow. So, I mean, like, wow, he had a great foundation. His family's had a great foundation in his walk of, of his um, faith and where he is with his um, relationship with the Lord. So he was developing his relationship totally separate than mine, but still solid. So it's really cool to look back at that also. We both separately had plans to move to Gainesville. So we both moved there and we're dating, um, got involved with Campus Crusade. We continued dating and knew that we were the, we were going to stick together. So ended up getting engaged while we were in college, got married the month after we um, graduated. Wow. And then didn't really know what we were going to do with ourselves. Tim had his degree in mechanical engineering. I had my teaching degree and we knew we did not want to go home at first, but every summer when I was off at Gainesville, I was taking the position at my church to take, like they had a youth intern. It was just kind of like a great summer job where I got to hang mm-hmm. out with youth from the church that I grew up at. So I knew yeah. a lot of them and it was some, some extra money. So I took that every summer while I was in Gainesville. And then when I graduated, there wasn't a youth, there wasn't a youth pastor. So I kind of slid into that position. I was like, Oh, I can, I can try out. I can hang out with kids there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a educational major, so I, I can totally do this. It wasn't the age group that I wanted, uh-huh. but I knew that God totally had a plan there. He gave me the words I needed to lead some girls to where they needed to be when they were going through some tough things that I was like, Oh wait, <laughs> I'm not that far ahead of them that I remember that sure. vividly and how hard that was to get through. Um, so I was the youth intern for two summers and then took over and I was two and a half years as their youth pastor. Wow. That's so, so cool. I didn't know that. Great, great position. Um, God used me in some really pretty cool ways that I didn't see coming. Yeah. And, then um, while I was working there, I still was looking for a teaching job, but I also wasn't pushing myself very hard because I only wanted to work at two schools Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and neither of them had positions open. And I know that was for a reason. I was supposed to be at uh, Eastminster for the time that I was there. Yeah. So when Indy Atlantic um, offered me a position, I snagged it right up and Eastminster was just fine without me. So mm-hmm. it was, it was perfect timing. Cool. And then I have been at Indy Atlantic ever since. Yeah. No, you have been, were you in fourth grade at Indy Atlantic when you, what, what, how have you taught there? I started teaching first grade. Okay. I was, then I became pregnant with Lennon when I was teaching first grade. After that, I taught second, second again, third, third again, and then took a year off. When I took the year off, our principal, Dr. Braga, was like, hey, um, how about media specialist? And I was like, nope, I want to go back in the classroom. She's like, please try it. Please give it a try. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll go take the test. I guess I'll go try. And she's like, well, you like technology. You like books. You like teaching. Like, let's just, she saw something in me that I didn't see. And man, that's been a blessing because I can be as creative as I want. I can build so many really, really cool uh, connections and relationships with these kids. Yeah. So as media specialist, I'm teaching seven classes a day. And by the end of teaching all my classes, I teach 746 kids. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. 
I kind of brag a little bit because I feel like I really do have relationships that I can connections with each kid, probably about 700 of them. Yeah. I, I believe good. it. I totally like, if believe I see it. them at Publix. If I see them on the soccer field, I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Uh-huh. Or, uh-huh. um, make it just making silly comic, like conversations. If I see them and making sure that they know that they're seen, that they're loved. And that's important to me as a teacher. So I make sure that I make those little connections with the kids. Yeah. Oh, and you're, you are so good at it. I mean, my kids, you know, like, so my daughter, Michaela is in seventh grade. So she's at the middle school now, but she obviously was with you for several years. And my son is still with you and hopefully has what, two and a half more years there to go. And both of them love you so, so much. They love being in your class. They love everything. I can't tell you how many times they come home and show me dance moves that Miss McCon showed them. (laughs) Isn't that the coolest that like God found a position that I can still finish my class with dancing like you do all like, this stuff that's super cool to me and the kids still think I'm a little cool so <laughs> I'm like <laughs> yeah, yeah because if yeah it gets harder when they hit middle school and they look at you like <laughs> sixth grade yep, yep. can be a I'm little testy where I need to be I don't need that nope <laughs> no you are so so good at it and I mean personally like as as a parent I'm so thankful that you're there. I mean, obviously our circles cross in personal ways as well in our friendship circles and stuff, which is such a blessing, but having someone like you that I know your grounding, I know your faith, I know your heart and knowing that you are in our public school and you are touching the lives of pretty much every kid there, Amanda, that's amazing. Every Mm -hmm. kid there, as opposed to like one classroom of children each year, right. Which is still so powerful. Oh, for sure. Where God has put you Mm -hmm. that you've got this broad reach and they know you and they love you and you see them and they know you see them. Mm -hmm. Like it is no question that Miss McCon cares about them, that she cares about what they're doing, that she is a safe place for them to land and she's always ready to listen. And mm-hmm. I think every kid at that school knows that. I think you convey that in such a beautiful way. And Thank I you. know that it's always positive. It's always an uplifting experience. I know that you've been playing Lauren Daigle, you know, in the room and stuff. I sneak and it in. I, I have my it. instrumental versions. I um, love it. And the yes, kids- And then you know, would sneak over and she's like, I think I know this song. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you do, girl. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So where do you want to go from here in, in sharing? I yeah. know the Lord's been putting more on your heart of reaching the girls, especially right, mm-hmm. right yeah. where they are in these mm-hmm. seasons of life as they go through some tough stuff. And yeah. then also just being a Christian committed to the Lord teacher in the public school systems is sometimes a very tricky balance. And I'm sure you have lots of encouragement for those teachers as well. And I'm very thankful that I know for a fact, you're not the only one there. And I love that too. But so you run in whichever direction you want. This is so good. No pressure. Like I was ready for like the question time. So you Uh you tell me what you need. Um, Oh gosh. Um, Let's, I mean, I can just kind of pour out my heart a little bit about Please. What I was telling you about. Um, so yeah. I had reached out to Jenny and another mom because I had a very vivid dream recently and it just was God, you know, like when those vivid dreams were like, I can see everyone's face. I can mm-hmm. see what they're wearing. And you're like, Ooh, it's like so real. So I texted them, like my eyes opened and I was like, Oh, you have to tell them about this. I almost like, didn't even know like what God wanted me to do with it. I just wanted to like share. God yeah. was just speaking through my dream. 
So um, it was very, very vivid to see these faces, a couple of the girls that I adore and really have great relationships with. And I was just telling them about my weaknesses. I was telling them about how God's used my weaknesses and mm. humbly just coming before them and watching kind of some guards come down with them. I was watching physical guards come down with them when I was telling them about insecurities I have or about my mental health and how I've really struggled with depression and anxiety and trying to figure out what even that was, or was it a weakness or was it something that I could overcome or do I need medication? Do I need is something wrong with me that I should feel ashamed about? I was just pouring out nothing planned in front of this group. And I was just telling them how weak I was as a human being and how much I needed God and how much I needed his word to rely on when I was going through these weak times. Yeah. So that dream was just so vivid that I had to tell someone like, I just need someone to, you don't need to do anything with this. I just have yeah. to tell you. Yeah. And the fact that your daughter was one of the faces that I see, and she's not even a student of my school anymore, but I'm like, Oh my gosh, Michaela, I saw, um, all these girls that I love, I don't want to say their names because I want I them know. to hear, I want them to hear from me. Yeah. Um, but a couple of the girls that are in your group, not me even knowing who's in your group. I was like, mm-hmm. these are the girls that God wants me to speak to. It's so cool. Um, that's oh. And I can't imagine like just having that dream going, okay, let's go back to sleep or yeah. let me go scroll through Instagram. Cause I'm up really early, early. It was like that fire inside of me. I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't even know if I'm making sense in this text. I just have to send it out that someone knows that my heart is after sharing it with your daughters. Mm-hmm. And the way that God's prepared me of being the youth pastor when that was so not my path, that was so not where I wanted to be. But I was there when these girls were going through these awkward times and I'd already been through those awkward times. And God's really blessed me with the way of being super humble when it comes to those situations where I just, I'm telling you, I've been there. Let me tell you exactly how I got through it and tell you how, what a mess I was and what the mistakes I made. So please don't make those mistakes. Yeah. Please don't follow <laughs> my steps, but let me teach you how you can make it better. Yeah. Like do better than what I did. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one of my, God's really blessed me with that humility. Yes, I have so many weaknesses, but he's been able to bless me that when I'm talking to someone, And when I'm sharing my heart that they, I feel like walls come down with me that I'm able to tear down walls with someone else, um, which is really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And you are, you're so good at just being real. And we, you know, we talk about all the time, but our kids, you know, if they get the impression that we have no issues and we have no problems and we don't need any help, it's not really going to serve them all that much. You know, it's so much better for them to see us having a struggle, having a weakness, coming back to them and apologizing and then helping them see that mommy needs God. Your teacher needs God. I need my relationship with Christ because I'm a mess without it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, that's how it's supposed to look. It's okay to mess up, but Mm -hmm. I can get back on the right path. I know where to go get my strength and where to get refreshed. And it's not the messing up. It's the going to him each time. That's where our true strength is. And I always tell my kids, I'd rather you make a mistake and handle it well than to never mess up at all because you don't really learn if you just always get it right all the time, right? Mm -hmm. You don't grow, your character doesn't grow. And I love, I love what you're saying. And I think that for way too long, adults, teachers, parents, everything have appeared and, and thought we were supposed to appear 
that we have it all together. Don't let them see you all together. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, weakness. no weakness. No, don't take advantage of me. No weakness. Right. Um, right. But man, the connection mm-hmm. of them being able to see that and then see yeah. themselves in your story mm-hmm. and then the benefit of, you know, years down the road, this is how it can be. You know, yeah. this is, I love that. I love yeah. it. So is your heart, do you think more taking girls who are in believing homes that Christian girls who need to make their faith, their own, like make it personal, get a deeper walk for themselves with the Lord so that they can get stronger through this time. Is your heart more like these reaching the lost in the sense of evangelism? Like, you know, the kids who don't even know Jesus at all. Are you seeing it just kind of a mixture of all of it? Is it more about sharing the gospel? Is it more about sharing the personal struggles and making those relationships. Like, I don't even know if I'm making sense right now, but (laughs) where do you feel your heart being led in those? What groups? I think a a nice mixture of it is exactly where I am. Um, because I'm still to this day, still struggling. And I want them to see those struggles that I don't have it all together. I will not be able to quote every single scripture that you need from me but I can tell you where to look. We can look together mm-hmm. and we can learn together. I would rather it be more of a relationship. And yeah. it made me think of this example that when I started teaching, I was the first one to tell my kids that I struggled with reading so much and finding the right book. And now <laughs> I'm working in a library. That's like, hilarious. I love it. So the way that God has made me struggle, helped me struggle, helped me get through those struggles. I'm able to just tell kids like, do you know how embarrassing it was for me when I was in second grade and my teacher told me I was about a bad reader? Hmm. I still am, I'm 34 and I still remember that. Mm-hmm. So that was really hard. And I'm never going to be that teacher to another student because that hurt and it still yeah. hurt. And I'm not one of the strongest readers and I'm okay with that, but Hey, you're reading. Let me help you. Let, Hey, you're struggling. Let me help you. It doesn't have to be, yes. I want to pour out my heart about my faith, but let me just at least start with a connection with another student. Let me just say like, I know it can be really embarrassing when you're walking around the library and all your friends want to read Harry Potter and you're not ready for that. That's huge. That's a huge thing to feel insecure about. And you're like, oh, well, if I just pick up Harry Potter, they won't know, Mm. but then you're hurting yourself. You're not becoming the reader that you're supposed to be, or you can be, you're kind of taking that, you're taking it away from yourself, having the experience that you need. Mm-hmm. So like having conversations with kids about like, let's find a book that's right for you. I don't care what anyone else is reading. I honestly don't even care about the levels of the books. I want you to be interested in it. And I want you actually to be able to read it. Yeah. If you can't read the book, put it down and let's find you a different one. My library has 13,000 books in it. We're mm-hmm. going to find you a book. Mm-hmm. I promise. Mm-hmm. But I don't want you to hide behind. I have to be like the rest of my class. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to hide behind. Okay. Well, I want to read this book over here, but it looks super easy and I might get made fun of. Well, here I am. I'm a teacher and I'm telling you, go read that book. If it looks interesting, you're going to become a better reader just for reading. I don't care what you're reading. Mm-hmm. Obviously I want it to be appropriate. Obviously I want it to be, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you, but like, yeah, if you felt like I know that I could be reading a little bit higher than this, but I'd really want to read this new book. She just got in that has pictures in it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it more. Book right? and go enjoy it, please. Yeah. yeah. Don't take, I mean, I, and I keep reminding them. I'm like, you realize you're 10 years old. You realize <laughs> you don't have to be that big kid yet. 
Mm-hmm. Go read the Dr. Seuss book I just got in. It has great pictures. Mm-hmm. Go read something that's going to make you laugh. Go mm-hmm. read something that is going to tell a great fantasy story and let you get lost in that story yeah. like you never have before. Well, because next time you go to pick a book, maybe you're going to pick one that's a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. But like to take that pressure off of kids of, you know what? I don't care what level you are at reading. Yeah. I really, really don't. I want you to start just reading. Just yes picture walk through it, go through the pictures and just go, Oh, I could tell my own story by reading these pictures or pick up a book. And I don't think I can do this, but I can try. Or maybe I want to read it with my parent when I get home because I can't read it yet. Mm -hmm. Yet is the, is the main word I keep getting to is you're not there yet, but I'm not saying you can't ever do it. Um, so I think the way what I'm trying to work to is, um, when I make those connections with the kids that I'm just as weak and I have these same struggles, and they see that I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm an adult. I'm a mom. I'm a teacher. I'm still functioning. And you're allowed <laughs> oh to have God. some weaknesses. <laughs> you're yeah. allowed to not be perfect. Yeah. Um, it's been really cool to have those connections with kids who have seen me weak. And then they'll come spend their lunch with me. And they're like, hey, um, can you help me find some books? Or Aww. can I just come talk to you about some problems I'm having at home? Mm. Yeah because I just tore down some walls that you didn't feel like you could talk to other people. Yeah. Come spend lunch with me. Come mm-hmm. spend your recess with me. Um, I have a really cool relationship with a couple kids and I've talked to their teachers. Like, Hey, if they tell you these words, send them my way, I'll stop what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'll have a project for them. They might just need a minute away. Something is overwhelming at home and they just need a second. Yeah. And there's a really cool transparent conversation I'm having with the teachers and they know, okay, that's their safe place. And they need to feel safe when they're at school. Mm -hmm. So tearing down those walls is huge for me. So I don't feel like I can only speak to one group or or another group. Like I just want them all. I want whoever needs to hear, whoever needs to feel like I can be a safe place for them. I'm here. Absolutely. And just the life lessons, you know, when you're talking about that book and, and trying to read this to, or appear that you're reading this and that you're liking this to be what you're really not and be where you're not because you want to fit in. I mean, that translates to so many things in life, obviously, and just the character building and the foundation and it's okay. And, you know, before Michaela went to uh, middle school, I was like, you know what, just be fully you. embrace who you are and the things that you like, because God designed our personalities and our characters and all these things. And for a while, I think that's kind of how she felt for a long time is that, you know, you kind of got to, she didn't really do a whole lot to fit in. She had such strong convictions, but yet she didn't feel like she fit anywhere. I'm like, you know what? Just love being you. It is okay that you love the 1980s. I mean, my child is a 19. I mean, the movies Jaws and Back to the Future and like oh my she gosh. knows things. I mean, she knows every episode of Full House. I mean, it is hilarious. Like she is a child of the 80s in the current I day. It. I'm like, but that's okay. It's okay that you don't know the latest Taylor Swift song or who the current whatever that's okay. Cause mm-hmm. that makes you unique. That makes you different. That makes you, you, you know, just yeah. embrace what you like and be you. And ever since she started doing that, there's so much freedom, mm-hmm. you know, not only in not trying to be something you're not, but just in learning to appreciate who you are yourself, you know, and you being able to show people that that's everything. That's not just your strengths. It's your weaknesses. It's your story. It's your path. It's your journey. And it makes us fully who we are. Right. Mm-hmm. So I love the stories that you have there. And I know that. 
how do we talk about, this is like, obviously I'm going to edit this. How do we talk about, <laughs> or do we talk about the, um, issues you had before, before COVID when you started with the kids, letting them open up. And then I know you had some people that weren't real happy with that, but it was breaking ground Mm -hmm. big time. So so do we talk about that? I can talk about it. I I just felt like there was after COVID, these kids were dealing with some junk that needed to come out Mm -hmm. and I didn't know the right facility. I didn't know the right way for them just to be able to pour out their hearts. Yeah. And if they don't go to church, if they don't have a family that's open for conversations, then they're bottling this junk up way too long. And that was really hard to watch kids who didn't know how to express these feelings. So I started something on, so I, I have the same, after COVID started, we would have the same classes for Monday through Friday. So the kids that I have Monday, I'm having all week long and I wanted like a building relationship with them. So I wanted like a building activity, something we would start on Monday and progress to Friday. So I wanted like Mondays were our motivational Mondays, Tuesdays were technology Tuesdays, Wednesdays were what's up Wednesday, which Mm -hmm. I also referred to as wellness Wednesday and got some people really upset with me because I'm checking in on their kids wellness. Uh My intention, I was thinking more like, what's going on in your life? What do you want to talk about? And yeah, I got some people upset. It wasn't, it wasn't, if they knew me, they would know it wasn't like a prying conversation at all. Of course. (laughs) It was just kind of like some kids would talk about, Hey, I got a new dog. Awesome. How do you feel about that? What's been difficult? Like some of them were such surface level conversations that kids just wanted to tell the rest of their class about their new dog and they didn't have a name for it yet. And the class got to help with some ideas, such a cool (laughs) conversation that they didn't have before. And then you get a kid who's like, my parents told me last night they're going to get a divorce and I have no idea what to do. Mm. Am I supposed to go, stop, that's too serious. Stop talking next student. Yeah. No, because that kid felt safe saying it to their 30 classmates and me. I have to, I have to give them a place to talk if they just said that. And so some parents felt like I wasn't the right person for their student to share that. And I respect that they they didn't want their, their laundry aired out. I get that completely, but I'm there for the kids. I'm a thousand percent there for the kids. And I kept putting myself in the shoes of if that's my daughter and she wanted to say something that she was upset about, or maybe like I heard mommy and daddy fighting and I don't know how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. I want, if she felt comfortable to talk about that, girl, spill it out. Don't bottle that up. Yes. Cause the long-term repercussions yes. of stuffing that and not having it anywhere you feel safe to go. Right. Yes. Yeah. yes. So that's where that kind of sticky road kind of led to. Um, I kind of just pumped the brakes a little bit because I needed to respect some family's boundaries with that. But I also wanted the kids to know that if they wanted to talk, I'm there. Yeah. It didn't have to be in front of the whole class. They could spend their recess. They could spend, they could pop in right before dismissal and just say, you know, I'm going to look for a book mm-hmm. and really I'm there listening to my music, making the morning announcements. And then they come and talk to me. So, mm-hmm. um, it just, I think keeps coming back that we have to have that foundation of relationships for the kids to feel safe and yeah. comfortable that they want to tell an adult. And as a parent, I kept putting myself in that shoes. If my kid ever didn't feel safe. Praise the Lord that someone else is looking for my, looking out for my kid and making sure that they're okay. Yeah. Because I, what if I would have just said, 
I don't want to, I don't want to hear any more details. I don't feel like this is good. Go home and tell mom and dad. Yeah. So they which, don't feel safe. Yeah. Which wouldn't work. So that doesn't work. Yeah. So it's very sticky. Um, still trying to figure that out. I actually have looked into, can I get a certification, um, you know, just under my belt. So then I parents know that I have the training. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not really a training for social emotional life mm-hmm. at, at school. Um, there's not really a specific class for that, but I'm on, I'm on the training team right now to get social emotional as part of our curriculum at our school. I'm, uh, I'm, I want to learn as much as I can about it because yeah. that's where my heart is. My heart is mental health. My heart, my heart is, you know, finding out how I can help kids in their weakness. So, yeah. um, so do guidance counselors not have that type of training? They are completely trained in it. They have way more training. There's just, just more specialized than what I have. Okay. So they have the training that's necessary for sure. Okay. It's just a matter of but not enough can't. people and I think they have a lot on their plate already. Well, so I just want to be another person. Well, you said something about you were looking into some training I for yourself the training. Yes, to get, yes. but you couldn't find it. Not as a teacher to just get like, just to go through a course. Like okay. I would have to go through like a college course to get another degree. Okay. I'm not able I guess to do it has right to be now. a full program. You can't just take some type of certification or a, that's what I've understood. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, cause that would be really. Gosh, you almost feel like all teachers should have that no matter what they're teaching. Right. Yeah. And I can see us going that way right now. Our, our principal has, she wants us to get all get trained or at least know more or have more resources. So I think we're going in that direction. Um, I already asked her like, well, can I be the social emotional teacher? Can I, she's like, there isn't a class. I can't like give you that class. (laughs) Like, I still need you to be our media specialist. So (laughs) No, you are though. I mean, and you just, I, I do, I love what Dr. Braga has done with the school. She's, her heart is definitely in an amazing place. And I think the, the growth mindset focus that our yes. elementary school really pushes is really special because I have talked to people from other schools in and out of the County and the state and different places. And a lot of what our kids have been taught to focus on with the growth mindset and, you know, all of those things is pretty out of the ordinary. It's yeah, been, yeah. it's been really cool to see how they've been focusing on those things. I love it. So this is maybe a little bit off topic, but how do you being in the public school system, having come through all the COVID crazy and back and forth and back and forth, how do you see that impacting the kids from maybe partly educational, but also just emotional and the feel in the school? How do you see that having an impact? that the kids need to be in school. <laughs> I keep, I keep thinking like, it was so hard on our kiddos to be home. It was so hard for the, you know, I'm saying as a whole, I'm sure there's kids that thrived on it. I'm sure there's kids that COVID brought out something that they needed. And sure. I did not see that in my own children. I, I know from a lot of the students that I taught, they couldn't wait to be back at school and get those social interactions again. Mm-hmm. Mine too. Um, my daughter was in kindergarten when it started. She missed out on so much kindergarten stuff and it kills me. Yeah. Academically, she was fine. She missed out on like the fun. Yeah. She missed out on being a fun kindergartner and that mm-hmm. broke my heart. Oh, that is so Yes. I, I tell you, it is amazing how many, lots of different things, you know, at every level, at every yeah. level, you know. But like you said, we also have seen a lot of, a lot of good and a lot of other sides come out of it too, that it's shown us, but yeah. Yeah. So mm, that's good. 
That's good. Hopefully things are kind of getting back to normal a little bit. I hope so. Whatever normal is. I don't know. I know it's all an illusion, right? right. <laughs> like, no such thing, but anyway. Oh, all right. What else? What else are you thinking? What have we not oh, talked about? Goodness. Um, I mean, I, I kind of was going to go back a little bit to God kind of preparing me along the way. Um, yeah. I didn't get to like, I guess I kind of jumped over some big things in my life that, um, I grew up dancing, huge mm-hmm. part of my life started when I was four. It was obviously the fun dance. Yeah. Then I got into a serious ballet Academy where it was every day after school, all day, every weekend on point until your toes are bleeding. You better lose the weight because yeah. you need to fit in this costume. So oh a lot goodness. of pressure. Um, that's really hard for a girl. It's really hard, no matter what size you are, no matter what upbringing you have to try to live up to someone else's standards is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a crazy, crazy heart for girls self-image. Yeah. Um, I developed an eating disorder that stuck with me way too long and I hit it for as long as I could. Um, it wasn't as serious as some other people's, but it was, it was serious enough that I still mentally was messed up from it. Mm-hmm. Um, just like my relationship with food was, so, is still to this day, pretty skewed. I have a conversation in my head of, should I eat that? Do I need that? What's going to happen to me if I eat that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so to teach young girls to have conversations with them about the deep rooted junk that comes with that. Oh, I would love to pour out some of that to these girls as well. Yeah. So while that was all going on, my mom battled cancer. It was a huge part of my high school. Um, She was misdiagnosed with ovarian cancer. And then later I actually spelt it out because (laughs) I didn't want to say that. I didn't know if a doctor was going to listen and (laughs) the diagnosis wrong. So she was misdiagnosed with ovarian cancer. It was 2004. Um, And then they kept doing tests, kept finding negative results on everything. And then my dad is the researcher of, of our family. He not take those answers. He stuck to something's wrong with my wife and I need to figure out what's wrong. So he did all this research with a crazy, crazy test that was done in China. And it was, my mom was diagnosed with lithanized phacoma of the ovaries with sclerosing peritonitis. Oh my gosh. It was one of 15 that has ever had this diagnosis. No way. So they just boosted her with all of these steroids. And I watched my mom completely deteriorate to 85 pounds mm. where she was, her skin was just falling down on her face. Mm. She, it, it wasn't my mom anymore. I mean, it was super, super sad to watch. Yeah. Um, but she was able to, after that diagnosis, get get what she needed and is thriving to this day. We get to celebrate her 60th birthday next week. Oh, that's so awesome. she's the best grandma the whole world in the whole entire world. I can't say that enough. She is the best grandma. Oh, um, so, so just having her go through that, I had to grow up a lot. 2004, I was in, I was a sophomore in high school. So I felt like I had to, my dad was with my mom at the hospital. He was where he needed to be, but I was mm-hmm. home a lot with my brother. Mm-hmm. My dad needed to be with my mom. She couldn't, he didn't want to leave her alone. I wouldn't want her to. Yeah. And so I just growing up a little bit too fast, Yeah. not in a bad way, but just like, I need to mature. I need yeah, to, to get my act together because my brother is also at home and he needs me to drive him around. He needs me to, you know, make sure we're home and we're eating dinner. Mm-hmm. So I think just looking back on that, 
molded me into who I am. Yeah. And thankfully, thank the Lord. She is, a, she's fine. Everything's fine. She has her checkups all the time, but she is mm. wonderful. But that was a tough, tough time. Absolutely. And then um, my dad in 2016 was diagnosed with cancer. He had stomach cancer. Mm. So cancer scares me. I've lost um, my grandfather, my mom's dad passed away from pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. My dad's dad has a couple different kinds of cancer right now that he's fighting. Cancer scares me. So if there's ever a kid that's going through a family member having cancer, if I can just be a listening ear, I, I feel like I have the heart for that for sure. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of jumped over that, but I feel like that's been a huge, huge part of my story is getting through some of those yeah, those times and yeah. making my, my faith grow through that. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I just really feel like if we do not let our lives be open books, if we mm-hmm. do not take all our broken pieces and just say, here, Lord, do whatever you want with these, mm-hmm. then it's not really accomplishing, accomplishing the greater good, right? It's not accomplishing right. what it could, but if yeah. we're like, here's my brokenness, here's my pain, here's my past and my trials and all and my mess and my mistakes. But God, if you can do something with this, right? Yeah. And here it is. Like, yeah. And so many times I just, I felt like the Lord tell me if we will throw our broken pieces at his feet, mm-hmm. he can use those to build something more beautiful than we could ever imagine. But yeah. if we just take our pieces and we lick our wounds and we curl up in a corner, mm-hmm. we don't benefit anyone else. But if we're like, okay, I had to go through this, but let me live this as an open book. Let me mm-hmm. let my pain have purpose, mm-hmm. you know, let there be something. And no, oh, absolutely. And I love that because you're right. It's through those things that we grow, we become who we are, but also that we can reach out and reach so many more people mm-hmm. that, that others can't. Yeah. You know, our, our journey and our life and our trials and our struggles shape us into someone who can impact lives mm-hmm. because we know that we know the place we know where they are. And, you know, just like, like the scripture tells us, Christ can sympathize with us because he knows exactly. he's been everywhere we've been. And, and that's what makes a powerful person and an incredible teacher and just being transparent in that way. It's so beautiful. And oh gosh, I'm so glad that we have you. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm well, it keeps so reminding glad. me like if we hide behind some of the things that we went through, I feel like we're not giving God time to use those stories. So like yeah. if I don't tell people my parents that both have cancer or that I didn't say this part, um, my dad's mom committed suicide when he was young. So I have suicide prevention in my back of my head. I have an imbalance in my brain because I deal with depression that she dealt with. And mm-hmm. I was always hiding behind, well, that's embarrassing. People don't need to know that I'm depressed. I don't know what I'm depressed about. I have a great family and mm-hmm. to know that it's so much more than that, or where my anxiety comes from, or having people ask me, well, why are you anxious? There's nothing to be anxious about. And then I'm masking that behind. Well, yeah, I know that helps. Yeah. <laughs> that helps a lot. And then I get to a situation and I'm like, I, I need to step back. I'm really anxious. And if I don't surround myself with people who they don't have to understand it, but at least respect that I'm, ha- I'm having a basket case go on in my head right now. And I can't mm-hmm. wrap my head around it. Absolutely. I need to be surrounded by those people. Um, so if, if I can help anyone, but really my heart is for younger girls who are going to deal with some junk that maybe I've already not overcome because I'm still working, but battled it myself. Yeah. Then why not 
teach them along the way and teach them how I got through it or teach them what not to do mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or just to say, I'm here with you. Let me yeah. listen. I'm yes. not a therapist. I'm just a friend, but mm-hmm. that's, that's all where exactly where my heart is and where I feel like I keep reiterating. So if I get to speak to your group of girls, that's exactly where my heart is, is let me tell you all my brokenness. Let me tell you all the things that God's done to use that brokenness to where I am now. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Mm, it's going to be so impactful and so powerful. And the, the longer you continue just one step after another, as he gives you opportunities, I think the more he'll, he'll shape that. Have I ever, <laughs> ever told you my illustration of the funnel? So whenever I have to teach or speak, I, I, I tell people, it's like, I have all these ideas and all these uh-huh. thoughts and I'm always <laughs> writing stuff. And every time I read scripture, I'm like, there's another one. I've got no yes. books full of stuff. And then when it's like, oh, you have to actually speak on this day at this time. And we need a message. I'm like, okay, so somehow I have to shove all the stuff in the funnel and God puts it all together until it comes out in a really like, Oh, look, that stream like makes sense. (laughs) So I just shove all my stuff in the funnel. And then I go through a phase where it's like time for him to let it come out in a way. (laughs) So you're kind of in that broad funnel stage, you know, and it's like, okay, Lord, I've got it all. What do you need from me? God, how do you want to use this? I've got it. And he'll bring it all together. Like I have all my lessons. I have all the things I want to teach. Uh How can I make it all come out and teach? Streamline. (laughs) Exactly. Nope. That's exactly the way it feels. Oh, it's so good though. So do you, have you developed, um, or been given to come up with like a mission statement or a vision statement for, do you have kind of like a little, if you don't, that's fine. But I, I know that, yeah, that can help focus. Yeah. I mean, a little bit, I, my Bible verse that, um, God laid on me in, so I graduated in 2006. It was the summer I graduated. Um, I spent some time in California and he gave me the Bible verse of first John four, eight. Mm. And I tattooed it on my wrist as a little rebellious 18 year old might do. And <laughs> I get to look at it every day. And it reminds me that, um, so the whole verse is, but anyone who does not, um, so let me, let me make sure I say this right. But anyone who does not love does not know God for God is love. So I have God is love on my wrist just to make sure that whenever I'm in a situation or I'm having a relationship with someone that my love is God's love. So whatever love that I'm portraying needs to be how he would love someone else. Um, So that's the reminder that I need is I might not agree with you. I might completely not see eye to eye, but I love you. And I know that God would love you. And I need to show you that. So I, I feel like showing my students that I don't, and this is another thing I always think about is I want to preach the gospel at school, but I'm not going to say a word about the gospel. I want them to see the gospel through how I'm treating them. I want to see how I love, how I love them, that that's just portraying God's love. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want the kids to see that there's something else inside of me. I want them to see that there's something that, Ooh, Mrs. McCann has some, something coming up that she, she's passionate about something. I wonder what it is. Yeah. 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 I've been told by other teachers that if a kid asks you about your faith, you're allowed to talk about it. So yeah. there's, that. <laughs> there's that. Absolutely. There's, there's lots of loopholes in there. <laughs> or if they see you at church, I'm allowed to talk to them at church. Of so course. That's happened a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We, um, yeah, I, I remember one time when my kids were much younger, probably like two and five, something like that. And I remember just kind of feeling overwhelmed with all the things there are to teach our kids. You know, there's, there's so many things. And I was just thinking scripturally and biblically, you know, there's just so many things. And I felt the Lord just kind of impress on me, just teach him that I love them. Yeah. Because what I realized was if 
if someone knows that they know that they know as sure as the air that they breathe, that God loves them, mm-hmm. everything else has to line up with that truth and has yep. to face that truth. And so when they go through the really, really hard times, if they know that God loves them, I mean, mm-hmm. unconditionally, you know, no matter what, nothing happens that does not have to face that truth. Mm-hmm. Then they can say, I don't get this. I hate this. It hurts. It's terrible, yeah. but mm-hmm. I know God loves me. And they yeah. can fr- use that to frame their whole life. Exactly. And it's like, man, that's the one pivotal thing. If nothing else, if they have a solid foundation and knowing that God loves them. Right. Absolutely. And, oh, there's so much power in that. And there was something else. I know. I was just thinking, as soon as you were saying that, I was like, that's my Bible verse for my life, but my mission statement, now you got me thinking. Yeah. And well, and, and thinking that's... of my girls, I'm like, well, what do I want? If my girls talk to someone or if they, mm-hmm. you know, say something about, well, what's your mom like, or what would they say about me? I always want, like, I'm, I'm always curious about like, well, what, what do they hear from me? What do they hear a lot from? And it's funny. Cause the girls are always like, well, why are you being so nice to them? Why, why, do, why are you using your manners when they're mean to you? So like, if, if someone is rude to me, Mm-hmm. I feel like I am teaching them to rise above. Absolutely. Um, and I have on my computer, which is right here in front of me. And I feel like I say this in front of my students too much. Kind people are my kind of people. Mm-hmm. I want to be, re- I want to be remembered. I want to be relayed as a kind person. And if that means not stooping to someone else's level when they're unkind, mm-hmm. I want my girls to see that my mom always was kind to everyone she interacted with. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny because we'll go to like Starbucks on our Fridays. That's our, that's our treat on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, and every single time when I, you know, I'm always obviously thankful and saying thank you to the person giving it. I'm like, have a great one. And every single time Lois is like, what do you want them to have a great thing? <laughs> great what? And I'm like, I don't care what it is. I just want it to be great. And she's like, that's so silly. I'm like, but Lois, mommy just wants, if it's a morning, I want it to be a great morning. If it's an afternoon, have a great morning. She's like, well, then say that. I'm like, no, I'm just saying, have a great one. She's like, that's so weird. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> she sounds like Michaela. It's like, let's like, be practical here, mom. Lois, I'm saying, <laughs> I want to be nice. These people. She's like, but you say thank you too much also. I'm like, <laughs> if that's the problem I'm having is I'm yeah. thanking people too much, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, my mom is too nice and it's yeah. really annoying. <laughs> That's hilarious. Don't get me wrong. I'm not always so nice. I want to be remembered that, you know, my mom didn't stoop down to someone else being mean. Mm -hmm. I'm going to rise above that. And I want to be remembered as a kind person. So I'm teaching my kids to be the kind people. Yeah. Oh, I love now. Do you feel like your heart and I'm kind of like going, I'm, I'm here. I am like, okay. I, I'm around, doing this whole around. thing with you right now. No, I, I, this vision statement thing, you got to do this. I can't do this for you, but I'm listening to you and I'm kind of like getting these ideas. Do you feel that your heart and your calling and your focus is really specifically for girls? Yeah. Okay. So this is what, when you were talking that, and I didn't even realize until after I wrote it, that I started with the word teaching, which is obviously yeah. who you are, but teaching girls to rise above in love. Oh, something that's what came to me because rise above everything rise above. Yep. Rise above. So no that's what, what came to me faced with, no matter what negative things are going on. And that's, that's the climate of our world. Sadly, right now is how negative things are and mm-hmm. all you can hear. I mean, you're at the copier machine and it's not on purpose, but teachers are just saying, Oh gosh, did you watch the news before school? Oh, did you, did you hear what the latest CDC thing is? 
Oh. And I feel like I, all I can do is think about, okay, what, how do I, how do I want to be relayed here? I need to just, what's the positive thing I can say? What, what can be different? What can be different than what how do the I rise world above? is seeing? <laughs> how can I rise above what the world is seeing? Yeah. I know all that junk's happening, but I know God's bigger. I know that all that junk keeps happening. I know that this COVID stuff feels like it's been happening forever, but I'm, I'm really not scared. I know God's in control and I know that he has bigger plans than everything that we're scared of right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm rising above. That's a yeah. huge, that's going to be a slogan it. for me. Well, and, and you can capital, capitalize love, right? And then it gives that double meaning. So I, I don't know. That's just like, to me, I feel like it's part of that funnel, <laughs> so many things. And yeah. so I was praying years ago, like, okay, Lord, you know, I've, I know I'm called into ministry and I know it's women. And, mm -hmm. but what is, what is that focus? You know, what is that focus? What is it that you're calling me specifically? Where yeah. is that? And for me, it was helping women discover practical ways to apply the power of God's word to our everyday stuff. And yeah. that's where the intertwined life came from. It's like yeah. taking God's word and the practicality, like the power of his word and just every day and making them seamlessly intertwined. And yeah. that became like, that is my mission. My yeah. heart, like, obviously I want everyone to come to Jesus, but my, like mm -hmm. where he's pulled me is taking women who've taken that step for the most part and said, I put my faith in Jesus. Now let's put some feet yeah. on those faith. You know, like yeah. Colossians says, you've received Christ now walk in him. And I say, you got saved now act like, you know, now yeah. what, you know, how does it affect everything? So I think that clarity, you know, without vision, the people pass up uh, without vision, the people perish. Right. And that clarity can help you going forward as he's firing up these things in you. And yeah. at some point there's going to be too many opportunities. They're like, Oh, where do I go? So I think that something you can clearly yeah. say, this is my calling. This is my mission. This is what I do, um, is, is really helpful. But again, that's something to sit and pray with the Lord about, but as you're speaking, that's yeah. what I'm hearing. No, I love that. I love right. that. And yeah, my heart's for girls and could never have imagined that I would have two of my own, but God yeah. was preparing me all along every yeah. step. And isn't that the coolest, like looking back at some of the things that you're like, mm, I wonder why <laughs> I'm going through this. Oh, I wonder why. God's putting me through another trial and then looking back and going like, oh, oh, he was preparing me for what I'm doing right now. Oh, okay. That's what, yeah. that's what he wanted. And he was preparing me for these sweet, sweet girls that I have that I get to pour into daily at bedtime, daily about friendships. And, oh, I can talk to you about some friendships. Let me tell you, mommy's still struggling with that. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you about some of the struggles that mommy has went through. I didn't know God was preparing me way, 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 way back then for yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the transparency so cool. is so stinking powerful for our kids yeah. to be able to just talk, to know mm -hmm. that we will meet them where they are, you know, yeah. and that we get it. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. All right. I have loved doing this. Do you have any thing that you specific, specifically one thing that we had said that we might touch on was, do you have a word of encouragement for other believers working in the public school systems, just, I know it can be a hard balance to walk. Do you have any thoughts or words about that? Um, yeah, I, I didn't really, wasn't planning on throwing this little tidbit, but it's going to sound, going to sound a little, no, it won't. It's, it'll be <laughs> fine. Um, so I just went to a training. I'm teacher of the year at our school. So yes, we just went yes. to, oh, we need to publicize thing, it that way. Huge teacher. honor, honestly. So it's awesome. an honor. So awesome. And I 
had the hardest time being celebrated. Mm. I had a really, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to sound silly here. I, know um, I had a really hard time having people like celebrate this accomplishment. Cause I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just representing my school. Like it's all good. And then I kept getting stopped by other teachers. And I'm like, stop having that mindset. You need to be prepared to be celebrated as for all your accomplishments. And I was like, no, 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 it's okay. We're all doing a great job. They're like, no, no, stop. Like, I'm like, well, I'm not used to taking compliments. It's all good. <laughs> you need to start learning. You're being recognized. You're representing your school. Yes. But I don't think as teachers, we celebrate each, each other or ourselves enough. Mm-hmm. We're so used to getting on a pedestal and cheering for our kids when they do something right and making all these silly dance moves and cheers and singing for them when they do something. But what about us? We're, we're mm-hmm. still in a pandemic. We're still fighting through some of this junk that we've gone through. And I feel like we haven't celebrated each other enough. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to pass on to other teachers. Yeah, let's celebrate each other. And we're, we're rising above what's going on in the world. There Look at go. that, Joe. There we go. <laughs> This is good. This is good. Oh man. Yes. Oh, I love it. That's my little two cents. cents. Let's, let's celebrate. I need to rise above. That's my next tattoo. Nope. (laughs) Love it. I love it. All right. Well, you've shared your life verse already. I always end that way. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I do often end these by asking the person I'm interviewing if you have practical tips for combining your everyday life and your walk with the Lord to where it's just intertwined. And sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's silly little, you know, habits or tricks or tips you have. Sometimes it's very serious. Do you have any thoughts about that? I think I'm really going to, I'm honing in on what you told me. We're going to keep rising above. That's going to be my, what I want to leave. I want everyone with whoever's listening, whatever you're going through, let's rise above whatever's negative because we all are going to see it. We're all going to hear it. Let's just try to rise above and know what's true and know who's bigger than all of this. Good. Mm, so good. Awesome. Thank you so much. And if people are listening and they want to follow you, are you on the socials at all or anything like that? I'm on Instagram, but I can't tell you I'm that exciting. It's a lot of pictures of my kids. <laughs> you can follow to see some cute pictures of my yeah. kids. What's your Instagram handle? I think I have it. I am a Macon, A-M-C-C-A-U-G-H-I-N. All right. I'll Maybe I'll it. throw some teacher stuff in there, but it's mostly just my cute yeah. kids. That's the way it should be. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, you know, that's the, that's the real stuff, right? All yep. right. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. I love you. Love you too. Thanks for this opportunity. Hey friend, if you enjoyed this episode and you got some good stuff out of it, there's a few options you have. One, you could click that little subscribe button because let's be honest, who's got time to remember to th- check back and see if there's a new episode, right? So click that subscribe button. And then when a new episode comes up, it will just by the magic of the internet pop up in your Dropbox and it'll be right there for you whenever you're ready. And also, if you would review this podcast, oh my gosh, if you like what you heard, get on there, give it a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, just pretend it never happened, okay? (laughs) But if you would do um, a review for me, just take a couple seconds and do that. Not only would I be crazy excited, but also it would just be a great way for us to partner together for you to help this podcast be seen by more women out there. And you could be a part of helping more women discover these practical ways to apply God's word to just everyday stuff. So I would love it, love it, love it if you could help me out in one of those two ways.